0: today is the final part i'm just going to do a quick recap of what we've been talking about all the while and then just zero in on what god would have us um touch today but i agree with me that it's been an amazing revelation of jesus it's been an amazing revelation some of the things i'm just i'm just even learning I'm learning that, wow, so it can be like this. It can be like this. And I'm being blessed. And I'm enjoying the atmosphere. I'm enjoying that atmosphere. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We started from Colossians 3.16, where we talked about, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill our lives. That's, That's the essence. That's the basis. That's the beginning. The message about Christ. That it's about Jesus and about nobody else. That it's about him and about nobody else. So when Colossians say, let the message about Christ feed your lives. To teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with a thankful heart. So everything revolves around him. And then in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us trip up everything that slows us down. And let us run and focus on Jesus. And it says, how do we do that? We keep we do that by pin our eyes on Jesus, who champions and initiates and perfects our faith. King James Version says he's the author and finisher of our faith. So we find out that Jesus becomes the center. He becomes the reason. And then we talked about the, the, the testament, how that there's an old testament and then there's a new testament. And that the difference between the two is just, it's not it's not really that, okay, um, something happened and something didn't happen. The difference is that there's a constant, which is Christ. And Christ is the testament. So if you take away old and take away new, you still have testament. So what happens is that there is really nothing new. You and I are the ones that are new to the equation. The testament of God remains the same. So you and I are just new. So the reason it is called new is because there was an old, right? Now, there was, there was an old. Good. Now, take it back. The old people, what was it to them? New because there was no old so to them it was new we can say it's new because there was an old so that's why so are are you following my line of thought so when we say there's an old covenant and then there's a new covenant so at the time it was old was there a previous covenant no so it means at that time to the people that were there at the time it was a new covenant okay so the constant thing there is that there is a covenant and then the Bible told us that because God could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Meaning that you and I cannot fulfill the covenant. He had to fulfill the covenant for us. So in essence, he is the covenant. You and I just come into the equation. So he fulfilled that covenant on our behalf. So when we say something is old and something is new, well, all we're saying in essence is that some people are old to it and some people are new to it. So Jesus remains the constant. Glory to God. I said glory to God. And then we talked about the fact that sin has no power over us anymore. Except that which we allow and submit ourselves to two the bible says the sin shall not have dominion over you dominion speaks of power speaks of authority speaks of control speaks of oppression speaks of uh uh being bringing you under the influence of that thing so it said it shall no longer have dominion over you and then we looked at the scripture that says in hebrews that christ jesus has come to take away the consciousness of sin so that you and i will live today without the consciousness of sin so that's what christ has come to take away hallelujah glory to god so that we are no longer conscious of it why because the blood of jesus and the body of jesus has enabled us access into the new and living way glory to god so today we'll attempt to go deeper and conclude it and look at christ jesus is there any other way what's the advantage of you and i embracing this new and living way Glory to God. Romans chapter 3 from verse 23. NIV says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified, verse 24, freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God predestined Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. Through the shedding of his blood, be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did not demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? This is excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works. No because of the law that requires faith for we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law or is God the God of the Jews only is he not the God of Gentiles too yes of Gentiles too since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith do we then nullify the law by this faith no at all No, not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. You and I saw in scripture that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. That he came to fulfill the law. It says, I've not come to do away with the law, but I have come to fulfill it. So I have come to do for you what you couldn't do through the law. So I have come to do it. So are we saying then that the law is bad? No. We are saying that we could not through the law do what the law was meant to do. So Jesus coming fulfilled that thing so that we through faith in Jesus can walk and live the life of Christ. That's what Paul was trying to explain there. He says, so are we now going to boast In verse 27, where then is boasting? It says excluded because of what law? The law that requires works. No, it is the law that requires faith. The law that requires faith. Faith in what? Faith in Christ Jesus. Faith in Christ Jesus. But verse 23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. We've come short of that glory. We've come short of something. There is nothing you need to do to come under the condemnation that sin brings. There is nothing. You don't need to do anything to come under the condemnation that sin brings. No, some people say, oh, I've been a good person. I I don't steal. I don't lie. I don't cheat. That doesn't make you free from sin. That doesn't make you exempted from the condemnation that sin brings. It's a nature. So, if you have not come into Christ, you are still under that condemnation. So that you don't do those things does not exempt you. So there is nothing you need to do to come under the condemnation the sins bring. But there is something you must do to come under the justification that Christ's redemption brings. And you can only receive that true faith in him. True faith. True faith faith. Why it is possible that there's nothing I did to come under the condemnation of sin you cannot say that there's nothing I should do to receive what Christ has done. No. All I need to do is receive what he has done. But I don't need to do anything. A child who is born is born into sin. Is born under, under sin. Born under, under, under condemnation and all that but the moment you come to Christ and you receive him you are receiving what he has done the key word there is that you cannot do what the law is demanding of you to do so Christ came to do that thing on our behalf so you and I need to do what receive what he has done that's why we say Christ in in Christ Jesus is the hope of glory is the hope of glory. There is nothing you need to do. All you need to do is receive, receive, receive. True faith in him. True faith. The Bible says that we are justified freely by his grace. Through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. He said, if by one man's sin, many be dead. If by one man's sin, many comes into condemnation. If by one man's sin, which is Adam, many are brought into death. Much more shall many be brought into life. By who? One man. So you and I are out of the equation completely. It's all about Jesus. It's between Jesus and God. Because there could be no other person that can stand in that gap, that can fill that position, die for our sins, because there could be no other person. So Jesus stood in that gap, took our place, so that we can take his place. That's the whole essence. And we saw that from the foundation of the world, the idea in the mind of God was to bring us to Christ. The Bible says the law was our schoolmaster, to bring us to Christ. So the law... The law could not do it. So God had to use the law. You know Paul said something. He said I had not known sin. Until the law said thou shalt not steal. If the law hadn't said thou shalt not steal. I had not not known sin. So the law exposed us. So that we can know how sinful sin is. But not to kill us. But so that we can receive what Christ has done so when you and I receive what Christ has done we stand in a position where we are free we are no longer under condemnation we are free we no longer live under the bondage of it it has no power over us anymore it has no power over us anymore second Corinthians five seventeen. it says therefore if anyone is in Christ the new creation has come the old has gone. The new is here. Now this implies that if anyone is outside Christ. He or she. Though living in a new age. Of grace. Is not benefiting from the age of grace. If anyone is in Christ. he's a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. The key word there is where? In Christ. The fact that you are in a grace environment and grace teaching and that's what is in the atmosphere that's the that's the word in the atmosphere that's what it's preached all over right now and all that and that's the revelation that's the correct word that's the revelation that we're we're enjoying right now does not mean that you are benefiting from it because you can be in a grace atmosphere and not be in christ So the key word is if anyone is in christ he's a new creature so christ is the key word at that point the old has gone the new has come verse 18 all this is from god who reconciled us to himself through christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation can you see the constant there again christ so he reconciled us to himself Not through the law, but through Christ. But Christ did what? Christ fulfilled the law. So, if we take away Christ, and let's assume that you and I are capable of fulfilling the law, it will not be that God reconciled us through the law. But because we could not fulfill the law, Christ can fulfill the law, it means that we are now reconciled through Christ. So are we not going to say because Christ is there, we should not take away the law? No. He is the fulfillment of the law. That's what the Bible says. He's is the completion of the law. Glory to God. Verse 19. And God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. You know, when scripture talks like this, it's amazing. He it did not say God was reconciling Christians. God was reconciling the world. He was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. So people who argue and say that, oh, the whole world is saved, everybody is saved, this is scripture, reconciling the world to himself through Christ, in Christ. So he might be reconciling the world, as long as you don't position in Christ, you are not part of the reconciliation. Yes, Christ died for the whole world. But not the whole world. Not everybody had received the salvation. Titus chapter 2. It said uh, the grace of God that, that brings salvation has appeared to all men. But not all men have received that salvation. The fact that the grace appears does not mean that all men have received it. No. So the labor you and I need to do is to get into that space. Where we receive what Christ has done. That's why to be foolish for, of, of anybody to go to hell it should be so foolish because I don't understand you, you can't save yourself you cannot deliver yourself somebody died for you all he's asking for you is just receive what I've done how difficult can that be it, to me is foolishness it's foolishness that's why people don't understand that oh is it that simple it's that simple because the hard thing someone has done it it's just that simple of our selfishness, our greed, our ego, our uh, what are the other words to use? Our pride that makes us feel that we don't need Christ Jesus. Verse 19. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. Now, did it say not counting believers' sins? Did it say not counting Christian sins? Not counting people's sins against them. Saying that look, I have reconciled the world. I'm no longer angry with the world. But through Christ Jesus. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So that's what we preach. That's what we say. That's what we tell the world. Be reconciled to God. God is no longer angry with you. Verse 20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. So we are saying it on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be seen for us. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. So you see in every aspect that, Everything is in Christ Jesus. Everything is in him. So when the Bible says that if, you, if, you, if you're a new creation, that you are in Christ Jesus, all things are gone, new things have come, you need to realize that you are not just a new creation by new creation. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Glory to God to Colossians chapter 1, from verse 16. It said, for in him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. You see Christ there again. He is the center. He is the reason. There is no other reason. He is the only reason. Verse 17. He is before all things. And in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body. The church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things. How many things? How many things? Whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on his cross. That's what we talked about last week. The blood and the body of Jesus that has given us access into these things. Verse, 29. Well, verse twenty nine. verse twenty twenty one. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your mind because of your evil behavior, but now, someone say, but now. Verse twenty two. Say, but now, He has reconciled you by who Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. At this point, somebody will say, yeah, look at that. He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Free from accusation. Powerful. Free from accusation. Someone says no more accusation. Colossians 2 from verse 6. It says, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. When you realize, look at me, when you realize what Christ Jesus has done, it frees you. I was telling someone this morning that one of the greatest things that I cherish so much is when I hear from God. When I I I can't just trade it for anything, I just want to hear from Him. I want I want Him to be my direction. I can't go unless I hear from him. I can't move unless I hear from him. I need to know what he's saying. time. I need to know what his heart is saying. So you continue to live your lives in him. Paul said in him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. So my my entire life functions around him. It doesn't matter I, I keep saying that you know one of the things that keep people stuck and don't allow christ to find expression in them is perfection they try to be perfect they try to be good in the eyes of the one that makes good i don't understand how you cannot help yourself the moment you realize that the better for you you get into an atmosphere of reckless abandon you are not shocked at yourself. That's, let me use that word. Some of us are shocked at ourselves. Oh, I can't believe I did that. Uh, you better believe you did it. You better, I can't believe I said that. I don't know. I just lost my anger. I just, you better believe. When you say you cannot believe you did that, you are saying that, oh, I should be better than that. Right sets in. You, you now see yourself more highly. That's what the Bible says. Don't esteem yourself more highly than you ought to. So you see yourself that, Ah, no, 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 no. Ah, I shouldn't have done that, but I'm a Christian. No, no. You better believe you did that. You better believe. Because when you do that, you are saying that, Lord, I'm coming under your blood. and your... Do you know how potent the blood of Jesus is and the body of Jesus is and the name of Jesus is? It's because we've not, we've not brought ourselves under it enough to experience the power. That's why we think that, um, uh, we feel that, oh, I can handle it, I can handle it. No, look at the children of Israel. That's what happened to them. When they were giving them the, the, the Ten Commandments and all that, at the mountain, at the foot of the mountain, they said to Moses, yes, give it to us, yes. We can take it, we can take it. That's what God got, God got, um, God, got angry really? You can? You cannot! It was not designed for you to take it. It was designed to expose you so that grace can find expression through you. Verse 7 of Colossians chapter 2. It says, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. I mean, you see the the scripture, the entire Bible is covered with Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation is covered with Christ. So, anybody that brings you a doctrine or a teaching and is not centered on Christ, the person is preaching something else. Verse 9 it says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Verse 11, in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised with Christ. So, but if you take Christ out, you become ruled by the flesh. But when you bring Christ in, you enjoy what his body and blood has done. He said, having been buried with him in baptism in which you are also raised with him through your faith in the working of god who raised him from the dead verse 13 when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh god made you alive with christ he forgave us all our sins having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us he has taken it away Nailing it to the cross. When you say someone took something away, he took it away, nailed it to the cross. Why are you taking it back and trying to nail it on yourself? I don't understand. He took it away, nailed it on the cross, once and for all. So when we act like that, and we're not receiving what Christ has done, what we're doing is that we're going back to the cross. Removing what he has nailed away. And putting it back on ourselves. Putting it back on ourselves. Verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities. He made a public spectacle of them. Triumphing over them. By the cross. By the cross. By the cross. John chapter 1. From verse 3. It says through him. All things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. That's Jesus. John chapter 3 from verse 1. It says, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Glory to God. That's Jesus for you. Tell your neighbor that's Jesus for you. Say to yourself that's Jesus for me. Romans chapter 1 from verse 20. It says for since the creation of the world God's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. Being Understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. It says it's eternal power and Godhead. We understand it from the things that are made. From the things that are made. What are the things that are made? Look at them. If you, if you if you question the things that are made, he said you will see Christ. That's what he's saying. He says, since the creation of the world. God's invisible qualities. The qualities of God that you and I cannot see. His eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen. How? Being understood from what has been made. From what has been made, we will see Christ. By the time we question it, we will see the invisible qualities of God. So that people are without excuse. But what happens now is that this, the scientists and all these people, they, they come up with all these awesome findings and revelations. And because nobody is giving glory to God for it, we think the scientists are having a field there. But the Bible is saying that everything exists from Christ. Everything. And when you question them, you will find Christ. That's what it's saying. He said the invisible qualities of God can be clearly seen by the things that are made. So, what's our advantage? And you and you and I, as we embrace this new life, John 17 from verse 1. He said, After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority. Over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those who have given him, to all those you have given him. Now, this eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Listen to verse 4. Said, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Said, and now, verse 5. Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. What did we read in Romans 3.23? said, for all have sinned and fallen short of what? Glory. So now Christ coming in and say, I fulfilled everything. What is he asking, Father? Return the glory. Return the glory. Return the glory. So that in my glorying, when the people come in me, they have glory. They have glory. So that glory that we see before, that said for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we are saying now that for Christ have died and all has been restored to the glory through Christ Jesus. So that's the prayer Jesus was praying. He said, and now Father, verse 5, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you. All the world began he's not all about the money, power and fame that clouds our mind but his glory to be revealed he's not all about status and societal standing but his glory when Adam and Eve fell the bible says the glory departed but right now when Jesus died the glory has been restored the glory is restored. Hallelujah. The glory is restored. Oh, I feel glory. The glory is restored. Say aloud, the glory is restored. Say aloud, the glory is restored. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel glory already. Thank you, Jesus. The glory is restored. The glory is restored. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. The glory is restored. I remember many years ago Um, God showed me a revelation of heaven. Can someone get on the keyboard? God showed me a revelation of heaven. I saw, there's this thing the Bible calls the sea of glass in scripture. The sea of glass. It's a sea that looks like glass. A sea that looks like glass. I've never seen anything like that before in my entire life. I've never. I saw it I didn't know the scripture that says it was protruding from the presence of God. But I I saw that revelation and the, the sea was so clear you can see the bottom from the top. It was so clear you can see the bottom from the top. I saw it protruding, just coming out of the presence of God. The presence of God was way down there, and I could, all I could see was light and glory, just filling that place. And then the presence and the, and, the, and the sea was just coming out there like that, so clear and so clear. I, I, I cannot find the word to describe how clear it is. That from the top you can see the bottom, but it was flowing. I was wowed. I was wowed. I was wild. And then I saw in Revelations. Revelation 21. It says the, 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 the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each gate made with a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold. As pure, as transparent as glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine to it. For the glory of God gives it light and the lamb is its lamb so the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it on no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no night there verse 26 says the glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it God has brought us to a place of glory I want us to embrace that place It's real, it's alive, it's there. It's a place of glory. It's a place of glory. Yes, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory, but right now Christ has died and you and I have been brought into glory. You and I have been brought into glory. Rise to your feet. You've been brought into glory. You've been brought into glory. You've been brought into glory. Based in that consciousness of the glory of Jesus, based in that consciousness of His glory, just based in that consciousness of His glory, say, so Lord, I receive the glory, the glory that you have you have restored. I receive that glory. I am no longer under condemnation, free from accusation, any form of accusation. I am free. free. As long as I'm in Christ Jesus. As long as I'm in Christ Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember where the word of a king is there's power.